is Matt Mosley, ESPN Central Texas, alongside Aaron Sexton. And uh, it is time for our weekly Where Are They Now segment. Bieber Collision Center is a GM, Nissan, FCA, Kia, Subaru, Ford, and Hyundai certified repair facility. Plus, they house the equipment to repair the Ford F-Series aluminum body vehicles. 1515 LaSalle Avenue in Waco or at BieberCollisionCenter.com. And by Myatt Fuels, your local choice for fuel delivery. You call, they haul. All right, proud to be joined in our Baylor Legends Series, Walter Pinky Palmer, a man I've known since I was a little kid. And uh, one of the great running backs in Baylor history. And if we're asking where are they now, I believe uh, Pinky Palmer is in Marshall, Texas, as we speak. Uh, Pinky, great to have you on the program. I this I hope this has always been a dream of yours. I don't know about a dream, but I, I do appreciate the opportunity. <laughs> you've never you've never sat around uh, wondering if this day would come. Uh, well, it's great to have you. Uh, by the way, how is the how how's Marshall doing this year? You and uh, uh, you and your son Chase keep a pretty close uh, eye on that uh, on that football program. What's uh, what's Marshall looking like? Well, Chase does the radio, so he's he's been doing that for several years. We have uh, I have two grandsons that are playing on the team, and we're doing quite well so far this year. Nobody expected us to to accomplish what the young men have done, but uh, they've got a good record. And what, I forget what year it was. Was it '91 or '92? Marshall won the uh, state championship. Chase may have been a junior on that team, but uh, was that with the uh, with Dennis Parker was uh, coaching there in Marshall? Absolutely, and they uh, that was a fine time to watch football. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. All right, well, take me back to uh, uh, Olney, Texas. When you're being recruited, I guess that would have been the John Bridgers coaching staff. Um, what was the, uh, what was your, what were you thinking about at that time? Did you have some, were there other teams that you were considering? And who was the, what was the main reason uh, that you ended up on the Baylor campus? That's kind of a question that you probably don't have enough time to, to listen to, but. Uh... Try me. I had all, we had all this, I got offers from all of the uh, Southwest Conference schools and Oklahoma and several other schools back in the east and to the west. So it was, in a, being in a small town, it was, a, I guess, a great opportunity to uh, kind of see how the rest of the world lives. So it was interesting. Do you remember, like, sort of like the the coach? Was it the running backs coach, or your first point of contact with with Baylor, and uh, was it Bridgers, or what were your what were your kind of uh, uh, your first thoughts of, of of Baylor, and and what stood out about it? Well, I had a sister that went to Baylor, so that was one of the, I guess, motivating reasons because we'd gone down there before, and uh, I'd seen the university, but. I just like the uh, like the coach, Coach Bridgers. I got to meet with him during the re- recruiting cycle, and uh, of course we went to other schools, Texas A and M, and Texas and uh, Texas Tech. A lot of the people in my area, which is only is just south of Wichita Falls, which is I believe 17 miles from the Oklahoma border. Uh, it was. It was kind of an interesting thing during that time period. 
Well, Baylor Athletics Hall of Fame running back Walter Pinky Palmer joining us. And for people that read about you and maybe didn't get to see you back in the day, um, remind everybody how you uh, got the nickname Pinky because uh, that's pretty much how it, almost anybody in your life uh, knows to knows to call you. Well, I was named after my grandfather's, and really I just never used that name. And my I guess my dad, somebody named me Pinky because I had light red hair at the time when I was young. So that kind of followed me through uh, through the time frames of athletics, and nobody knew the WF or Walter. It was it was always that nickname. <laughs> I think I know it. I think I know what the F is. Can I say it, or do you keep it private? I is it Fisher? Does that sound right? Yeah, that was my dad's name and my my grandfather's name. Okay, yeah. Somehow, I, somehow in the recesses of my mind, I've known that over the years. Okay, um, uh, the the Syracuse game. Let's go back through some of your the 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 history. That's your sophomore year, I believe. That's nineteen sixty six, and Baylor opens the season with Syracuse. And and as I've read about this, they have Zonka. It's crazy to think that they had Floyd Little and Larry Zonka on the same team, and, uh, and but that that ended up being a tremendous uh, day for the Bears, and and I guess that was kind of the first time you'd gotten to play on the varsity, and I think you uh, scored in that game. Do you remember what the what the play was and uh, and how you got into the end zone? Well, yeah. Let me let me visit with you about this. The the Syracuse game obviously was on national television, and it was the first ball game of the season, as I recall it. And the thing that was really interesting that stood out to me was there was a uh, gentleman named John Westbrook, who was a walk-on, who was my age and a young gentleman who is uh, was of the of the uh, black community, and a lot of people say that Jerry Levias was the first black person to play in the Southwest Conference, and as a matter of fact, John Hill Westbrook was in that ball game, and the coach put him in the game to run a, run some plays, and technically, that he was the first person, the first black individual that played in the Southwest Conference. And, and I think that a lot of people would probably uh, take me on on that particular deal. But I believe our game was the first game of the season. And uh, at that point in time, freshmen had their own football program. The freshmen played the freshmen of other Southwest Conference schools. So the first opportunity you had to play was a sophomore. And we had a, we had a wonderful sophomore team or excuse me, we, we had a wonderful team during my sophomore year, and uh, I got to play in the first ball game. And uh, the coach, it was a play where the fullback runs out, goes up the sideline, and there was a pass from Terry Southall, who was a wonderful quarterback at Baylor at that time. And it was, I caught the ball, went in the end zone. It's like, you know, that happens every day, but that was obviously a highlight of, of my career, and it, it really made me enthusiastic about playing uh, Southwest Conference football. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you all you opened that season, I think, what, 3-1, and one, 
and were really on a, in, a, in a good way. And I think you even knocked off, what, Arkansas, number five in the country. I mean, those were some great SWC teams. So did you almost think, Pinky, at that point, like, we're, we're going to win? <laughs> We're going to win a lot of games here at Baylor. Was that kind of your mindset at that point? Quite frankly, it was because uh, and the, the people, we had very talented people that were seniors and juniors in my sophomore year. And uh, Terry Southall, Brownwood, was, uh, I think, a coach's son, and he was a wonderful quarterback. So we had some really great players, and, you know, when you did when, – when you're a sophomore and you step on the field for the first time and see that kind of ball game where the Syracuse people that were supposed to, to beat us and had Floyd Little and Larry Zonka type people. And, and both those guys, if, if anybody doesn't know, Larry Zonka went on to the Dolphins and played. He was a great uh, running back. And Floyd Little obviously has a history that anybody can look on Google and find that. And it is amazing how – what kind of career he had. So the, the game for Coach Bridgers was obviously probably one of the, the finest games and the most exciting games he had ever won. Yeah, yeah, and he had some great wins there, had some great players. Hall of Famer Pinky Palmer joined the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Pinky, what do you remember about that offense that you were running under Bridgers? I know Richard Stevens – would have been over there uh, blocking for you. I imagine uh, uh, Richard Denard uh, would have been over there. And the funny thing is, all y'all sons, we all ended up going to Baylor together, uh, however many years later that was, 25 years later or so, um, and all ended up being friends, which was very interesting in itself. But what was, uh, what were you, 1966, 67 through there, what were y'all running? Was it like two halfbacks? Uh, next to each other, what, what were you trying to accomplish offensively? Well, in 64, which was the, my sophomore year, that was a year that uh, basically we ran the same offensive structure that the pros did, and that, that is you had two running backs that were on each side of the quarterback. And we did run some fullback plays where the fullback would line up and the behind that would be the be the running back but that was kind of new then as far as generational football in the southwest conference and quite frankly it was something that that i think we were able to play against other teams that were awfully good teams that that just weren't ready for that kind of football yeah, it, 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 that's really interesting that you were on the front end of that. Now, 68, um, you correct me if I got my facts wrong, but I think you were one of the captains on the team. And I know uh, there was some tough losses that season, some really close games that you all had a chance to win. I think you were up on Texas maybe at halftime, as my dad has told me. Um, I, but now dad, does he, he reminds me that uh, the Michigan State, he said, he said you sustained the toughest lick maybe he's ever seen anybody take, and I think it might have been a safety who came up and hit you, and he still can kind of remember what you looked like when you came back over to the sideline after that hit. Does that uh, do you do you remember uh, that game and 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 taking that hit? Yes, absolutely. Michigan State uh, 
uh, was a good good football team at that time, and we were playing them at Michigan State. And we used to run on the goal line. We would run in, out of the fullback position. We would run uh, powers to either the right side or left side. And this particular defensive halfback wore a neck collar. You don't see very many defensive halfbacks with neck collars, but if you watch the film, before the play started, he was play, he was about 10 or 15 yards in the backfield or in the the defensive back area, and he started running toward what we ultimately chose as the handoff on the right side for a fullback power, and he was going full speed when he hit me head on, and uh, that was one of those things that I wouldn't <laughs> want to revisit again. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's tough. There were no helmet-to-helmet uh, penalties or targeting penalties back then, were there, Pinky? I don't believe they knew exactly what that, that meant at that time. <laughs> Talking to Pinky Palmer, Baylor Hall of Famer. Okay, um, uh, the, the, the one game y'all, y'all did win, and you won a few games that season, but that win over A&M had to be a big one. And, and, and my dad, who was on that team with you, has told me before that there's some players from A&M that don't even like to talk about that anymore. He he later became friends with Ed Hargett, who was the quarterback at A&M. What do you remember? What do you remember about that game? Because I, I think that probably had to be one of the, uh, the 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 more memorable wins of your career. It was a highlight game. I mean, we ran um, that particular game, and don't ask me why I can remember this, but I had like 100, 128 yards rushing against that team, and they had beaten us years before, and I, we were certainly not supposed to win this ball game. But uh, we had some some uh, agreements or basically consolidation of our, our players that week that we were going to do something. For example, uh, I don't know if you remember, but Brian Blessing, we, he would play the Baylor, uh, the Texas A&M fight song, in the morning, as loud as he could play it in the dormitory every day of that week. <laughs> and uh, it was really kind of something that motivated a lot of people to get out there, and, and we thought we could beat them, and we did. Yeah, Brian Blessing, there's nothing you could tell me about him that would surprise me. Uh, so that's uh, that's that's kind of funny. And, boy, people still brag on you to this day, Pinky, for uh, the extra genie that you used to tie up to, I guess, the side of the stadium, and it would offer resistance to the running backs. And, and uh, they said you worked tremendously hard to become one of the top running backs in the uh, SWC. So po- folks are still singing your praises, Pinky. And uh, I appreciate it. You've been a great friend, and your son, obviously, is one of my best friends in the world. And uh, it was great to get to visit with you today. Well, let me tell you one other thing I want to add. The exergenie, which is the pulling the rope under pressure, I have two grandsons that did that, and they understood after they did it about four or five weeks the difference it makes in your your overall anatomy and your ability to run. So. If somebody ever wants to know what an exogeny is, they ought to look it up and see how they can make themselves a better football player. I like it. I like it. Those things still work even to this day. And, uh, Pinky, I really appreciate it. And uh, tell, tell the rest of the family 
hello. And, man, I cannot imagine how fun that is to watch uh, grandkids play in football. So good luck to Marshall with whoever they're playing tomorrow night, okay? Thank you very much. There he goes, Walter Pinky Palmer.